ان الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وبعد فيا ايها المسلمون الله سبحانه وتعالى هي سر حزبك يا ايها الذين امنوا او يو بليف توبوا الى الله توبه نصوحا repent to allah with a genuine true sincere repentance why asa rabbukum an yukaffir ankum sayyi'atikum so that your lord may forgive for you your sins wa yudkhilkum jannatin tajri min tahtiha al-anhar and enter you into gardens beneath which rivers flow and he has said in his book wa tubu ila allah repent to allah jami'an wa tubu ila allah jami'an repent to allah all of you ayyuhal mu'minun o you who are believers ayyuhal muslimun here we are at the end of this great and noble virtuous month here we are at the end of the stay of this beloved and honored guest here we are bidding farewell to this noble and honorable guest of ramadan only yesterday we were welcoming it and today we are bidding it bidding it farewell allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has advised us and he has ordered us to conclude this month to seal this month to end this month in a certain way in a certain manner to conclude this month with a certain deed a certain action and that is the noble act of worship of tauba of repenting to allah returning back to allah seeking forgiveness from allah jalla wa az 
And thus we find Ummul Mu'minina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. She says in the hadith that has been collected by Imam At-Tirmadhi declared sahih by Imam Al-Albani. She asked the Messenger of Allah alayhi salam, Do you see that if I end up knowing which night is the night of Al-Qadr, which night is the night of decree, which night is that night of Al-Qadr that is better than a thousand months? Do you see if I know which night that is going to be, what should I say then? He said, Quli, say, O Aisha, say, Allahumma innaka afu, O Allah, you are afu, you are the one that pardons, tuhibbul afu, you love to forgive, fa'fu anni, therefore, forgive me. Al-afu is a name of Allah Jalla wa'ala, a name that indicates that Allah, He pardons the sin, He forgives the sin, He overlooks the sin, but likewise, he wipes away the effects of the sin. Sins produce effects. You commit a sin. And then as a result of that, Allah Jalla wa'ala withholds sustenance from reaching you. You commit a sin. As a result of that, Allah afflicts a calamity. He afflicts a sickness upon you. You commit a sin. And then you find that your dependence they are rebelling against you. You commit a sin and the anger of Allah, it descends upon you. However, Al-Afu, the one who pardons, that is the name of Allah that indicates that not only does he subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive, but he jalla wa'az, he wipes away the effects. He obliterates those harmful results, those harmful consequences. That can be brought about as a result of you having committed that sin. Allahumma innaka afu tuhibbul afwa. Oh Allah, you are afu, you love to forgive. Rabbul alameen jalla wa ala. Not only does he forgive, but likewise he loves to forgive. In fact, loving, in fact forgiving, that is something that is more beloved to him than the just punishment that he executes upon his deserved creatures. Thus we find Al-Alama Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullah Ta'ala saying, if a tawbah, if returning back to Allah in repentance wasn't the most beloved of things to Allah, then he would never ever have tested some of the elite members of creation with something from sin. I.e. Allah Jalla wa'ala has awliya, Allah has allies, Allah has friends, Allah has those that are close to him that he has tested with something from sin. Why? So that those people, they can return back to Allah in repentance and then Allah can treat them. Allah can deal with them. Allah can cure them with his forgiveness. A person may ask, what is the connection between seeking forgiveness and the month of Ramadan? Why is it the case that at the end of Ramadan we are commanded to seek the forgiveness of our Lord? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the relationship between the two? Imam ibn Rajab rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions that the reason why we have been commanded to seek forgiveness of Allah in these last 10 nights of Ramadan is because the one that, it is, the one that is an arif, the one that knows and is conscious, he knows and is aware of himself and he's aware of his Lord. And he's aware of the right of his Lord. And he's aware as to how deficient he is in being able to fulfill the debt that he owes to his Lord. This type of person. 
He strives in the month of Ramadan. Strives in acts of worship. But then at the end of it, he doesn't consider himself to be in a righteous state. He doesn't consider to have put forth anything that equates to the blessings of his Lord upon him. And thus he then resorts to seeking the forgiveness of his Lord the Most High. He, he resorts to repenting to his Lord the Most High. Admitting, acknowledging the deficiency that he has in fulfilling the right of his Lord. For this reason we find some of the Salaf saying that the Arif isn't he. The one who has consciousness. The one who is aware of his Lord. The one who is aware of the right of his Lord. And as to what he is able to offer back to his Lord. The Arif isn't he whose primary hope, he has hope, we have hope, don't we? We have hope in Allah. But the Arif, the one who is conscious and aware, isn't he whose primary hope is not getting the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The primary hope that we have behind our fasting, the primary hope that we have from Allah behind our worship is, getting is being forgiven by our Lord the Most High. Having our sins forgiven by our Lord Most High. Because our nature is such that we can't give back to our Lord what He has given to us. Thus we resort to seeking forgiveness from our Lord the Most High. In hope that He will forgive us for our deficiency. And enter us into gardens beneath which rivers flow. Ya ibadallah istaghfiru rabbakum. Seek forgiveness of your Lord. And seek forgiveness of your Lord abundantly. Seek forgiveness of your Lord greatly. Why? Because the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, he said in the hadith collected by Imam Ibn Majid, declared Sahih by Imam Al-Albani, Tuba liman wajada fi sahifatihi istighharan kathira. He said, Tuba, glad tidings. The Messenger says, glad tidings for he, glad tidings for whom? Glad tidings for he who finds in his sahifa, who finds in his parchment, his parchment of good deeds, his parchment of good deeds on the day of standing, Glad tidings for he who finds in his parchment great amount of istighfar, great amount of having sought forgiveness. And the best example that we have in any act of worship is none other than the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says in the hadith collected by Imam Abu Dawood, declared sahih by Imam al-Albani, he said we used to count we used to count. The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, would say, in a single sitting, in a single sitting, 100 times, Rabbi Rabbi wa tub innaka anta rahim Oh my Lord, forgive me and accept my repentance. Indeed, you, you are the one that accepts repentance. You are the one that is the most merciful. Who is it? Think about this, my brothers. Who is it that is saying this? The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. Oh my Lord, forgive me. Oh my Lord, don't just forgive me. Accept this repentance that I'm making to you. The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. How many times do we seek forgiveness of our Lord? Not in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. How many times do we say, Rabbi wa tub Is it haughtiness? Is it arrogance? Is it the case that we consider ourselves self-sufficient? That we've made it, that we don't need to seek forgiveness of our Lord. In spite of the fact that the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, oh my Lord, forgive me. And not only forgive me, but accept my repentance. Even though he, 
He is the best of the prophets and the messengers. The messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, Oh my Lord, forgive me and accept my repentance. Even though he is the chief of the sons of Adam, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, he says, Oh my Lord, forgive me and accept my repentance. Even though he, all of his sins have been forgiven. Even though he, he has seen his place in paradise. Even though he, he is the Khalil of Allah. He is the friend of Allah. Allah Jalla wa'ala loves him. In spite of that, the Messenger of Allah says 100 times in a sitting, Rabbi wa tub alayya. Oh my Lord, forgive me and accept my repentance. Indeed, you are the one that accepts the repentance. Indeed, you are the one that is the most merciful. The Messenger of Allah, if he says this 100 times a day, what is preventing us from saying it 100 times a week? 100 times in a month, 100 times in a year, some of us perhaps 100 times in a whole lifetime. What is preventing us to say a few times at least on a daily basis, Oh my Lord, forgive me and accept my repentance. Is it the case that we are so busy with our worldly life? Is it the case that we are so bothered about the income that we're earning? We're so occupied with our family matters. Is it the case that the worldly matters they have occupied us to such an extent that we've got no time to seek forgiveness, to humble ourselves in front of our Lord and to seek forgiveness from Him. Do we not know that seeking the forgiveness of our Lord, it has effects that are produced not just in the afterlife, but likewise in this life. The great Imam, Imam Al-Hasan Al-Basri, rahimahullah ta'ala, a tabi'i, a successor, Meaning somebody who met the companions of Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. Learned from the companions of Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. A great imam, a leader of the deen on an occasion. A man approaches him and he complains concerning drought. Do you know what Imam al-Hassan al-Basri said to him? He said to him, Istaghfirillah. Seek forgiveness of Allah. Perhaps some of us would laugh. You go to a person and you say, I've got a problem. We have a drought, there's no rain, what shall we do? And then the person, he says to you, seek forgiveness of your Lord. Some of us might laugh if someone said that to us. Another man, he approaches him, complaining about al-faqr, complaining about poverty. Imam al-Hassan al-Basri, he says, Istaghfirillah, seek the forgiveness of Allah. Another man, he comes, he says, pray for me. Pray to Allah that he grants me a child. He doesn't have a child. What does Imam al-Hassan al-Basri say? Istaghfirillah. Seek the forgiveness of Allah. The fourth man, he comes and he complains to him about the dryness of his land, the dryness of his gardens. Imam al-Hassan al-Basri, he says, Istaghfirillah, seek the forgiveness of Allah. You have a problem concerning your life. You have a problem concerning money. Income is low. You're not paying, you're, you're unable to pay your bills. You're unable to take care of your family. Money is low. You can't have a child. You are, you are unable to have Offspring, istaghfiru rabbakum, seek the forgiveness of your Lord. When the, when the students of Imam al-Hasan al-Basri asked him concerning this, people have come, come to you, and they're not complaining about sins that they are committing, but they're complaining about these worldly matters. Why is it the case that you're telling them to seek the forgiveness of their Lord? Imam al-Hasan al-Basri, he says, I did not say anything from my own self, but rather I said the same thing that is in the book of Allah. What Nuh alayhi salam said, وَقُلْتُ إِسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَارًا 
I said to them, seek forgiveness of your Lord. Indeed, he is greatly forgiving. As a result of you seeking forgiveness, your Lord will descend water, rain from the skies in abundance. And he's going to support you. He's going to support you with wealth. He's going to support you with children. And he's going to grant you gardens. And he's going to grant you rivers. Ayyuhal ibad. Seeking forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is something great. That is something virtuous. Effects of it won't just be produced in the afterlife. But effects of it will be produced in this life. And we have the best of people that have set an example for us. Seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Didn't Adam alayhi salam say, Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Didn't our father Adam alayhi salam say, Oh our Lord, oh our Lord, we have wronged ourselves. And if you don't forgive us and have mercy upon us, then indeed we're going to be from the losers. Didn't Yunus alayhi salam, the prophet of Allah, while he was in the darkness of the belly, in the darkness, the belly of the fish, the belly of the hoot, the belly of the whale, in the darkness of the sea, did he not call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, La ilaha illa ant. No God has a right to be worshipped except for you. Subhanak, glorified be you. Inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Indeed, I was from the wrongdoers. Astaghfirullah, innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem. نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى عليه الصلاة والسلام in the hadith collected by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim from Abu Hurairah رضي الله تعالى عنه he said من صلى من قام أو من صام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه whoever fasts in the month of Ramadan out of iman, out of faith, seeking the reward of Allah, previous sins of his will be forgiven. And then he said, وَمَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدَرُ غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ Whoever stands in the night of Al-Qadr, in the night of decree, that night that is better than a thousand months, his previous sins will be forgiven. So when a slave, he spends the month of Ramadan, Praying to his Lord, fasting, fasting with his, yani in terms of refraining from food and drink and fasting by refraining from false and evil speech and other immoral and wrong matters. The one who spends the month of Ramadan worshipping his Lord, getting close to his Lord, getting close to his Lord, giving in charity, reciting the book of Allah, Standing in the, middle of, in the middle of the night in prayer. After he has done all of this, then at the end of it, what now remains? Now what remains is the handing out of the reward. The handing out of al-maghfirah. The handing out of forgiveness, forgiveness from our Lord the Most High. Yet in spite of this, we don't find 
Not any from amongst the Salaf became content and self-satisfied concerning their worship. You have fasted in the month of Ramadan. You've given charity in the month of Ramadan. You've stood in prayer at night in the month of Ramadan. However, do you know whether or not it's been accepted? Do you know as to whether or not you're going to receive that reward from Allah? Do you know as to whether or not you have been forgiven? We don't know as to whether or not we have been forgiven. We don't know as to whether or not we are going to receive the reward. So therefore, as a consequence to that, what is your state of mind going to be in if it really matters? If getting forgiveness from Allah really matters? What is your state of mind going to be in? Isn't it going to be in a state of anxiety? Isn't it going to be in a state of hum, of concern, whether or not my deeds have been accepted? Aisha she asks the Messenger of Allah والسلام, concerning the ayah those who give what they give while their hearts are trembling. She says, Are they the ones that drink wine and steal these people whose hearts are trembling? They give whatever they give in terms of charity, in terms of prayer, in terms of worship to Allah, but their hearts are trembling. Is this ayah in reference to those people who drink wine and who steal? The Messenger said, Laya bint Siddiq. No, O daughter of a Siddiq. These types of people are those who pray, who fast, who give in charity, but then they're scared. Scared about what? They're scared as to whether or not all of those deeds are going to be accepted from them. The Salaf of this Ummah, the righteous predecessors of this Ummah, the early Imams of this Ummah, the pious people of this Ummah that were at the early generations of Islam who have been praised by Allah in His book and praised upon the tongue of Al-Mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam. These type of people, they would strive hard in the month of Ramadan, strive hard in pleasing their Lord, and then at the end of it, they would think that they had done absolutely nothing. And they would be scared as to whether or not this little amount that they put forth, whether or not it's going to be accepted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For that reason we find Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu saying, be towards the acceptance of your deed more concerned than the concern that you have for the deed itself. Have you not heard the statement of Allah? Have you not heard the statement of Allah? Indeed, Allah only accepts from the pious ones, i.e., give greater concern and what should be occupying your mind and what you should be bothered about greater than anything else isn't the performance of the deed itself. Be bothered about that. Ensure that you, exec you, you perform it sincerely for Allah in accordance to the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Give importance to that. Be bothered about that. But the greatest concern that you should have on your mind is whether or not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted an act of worship. For that reason, we find that the Salaf, among them were those who said that if I knew Allah has accepted a mustard seed uh, worth of a deed of mine, then I, will be, then I will be grateful for that. 
If I knew that Allah has accepted a mustard seed out of all the deeds that I have gathered in my life, if I know that only a mustard seed weight worth of a deed has been accepted, then I will be happy with that. Why? Because Allah has said, Allah he only accepts from the righteous ones, from the pious ones. For that reason, Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, on the last night of Ramadan, he would call out and he would say, Ya layta shi'ri, if only I knew, man al maqbul, fanuhannihi, who is the one who has been accepted by Allah? Who is the one whose worship has been accepted by Allah? So I can congratulate him. We can congratulate him. Woman had al-mahroom. Who is the one that has been deprived? Who is the one that has been deprived of his worship being accepted? Fanu'azihi. So that we can give him condolences. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the little that we have put forth, in spite of the deficiency that they contain of worship in these days of this month of Ramadan that have gone by, that he accepts it from us subhanahu wa ta'ala and he allows us to benefit from these few hours, these 30 perhaps or so hours that remain of this month because perhaps this is the last month that some of us will ever meet. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ma'ala nabina Muhammad wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqim as-salah.